Hate of the Furious. That is what I called this episode. I know, I remember, <laughs> I remember, because I was just like, wow, you got hate and furious in the same sentence. That's, yeah. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, that's what we need, Darian. Mm. If, you know, if a film can make you just so Angry. annoyed the entire time you're watching it, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, like, put in hate and furious in the same sentence. You For know, sure. The same title. For sure. Because... It's, it deserved it. I can't help the way I feel about this yeah. film. I think it earned it. I don't. Yeah, it really did. Um, I yeah. yeah. I oof, oh god. Um, this is one of those things where like you the the franchise so far has had a really decent track record, at least with us and our relationship with it. And then it gets to this point, and you're kind of mm-hmm. like, oh man, you like this film is all the criticism and shit people talk about the whole franchise you know online like that's as a whole yeah the bad rap that yeah. it gets it gets like this it's film exhibits of all of it yeah it's because yeah. of this stupid movie yeah um it's not yeah. because of this film because i no, feel no, like no. that like this franchise gets a bad rap by yeah. people who haven't seen it really or they yeah, think and then they like, know what they're talking about. Exactly. They haven't really given it a chance. But then like all yeah. the things that those people that never seen it or, you know, don't know how to talk about it, that is encapsulated in this film. Yeah. It's totally justifiable with this <laughs> yeah, film. You know? like, this film is horseshit. This is one of the dumbest movies, um, especially when you had such a really nice, like, you know, send off to yeah. Paul Walker and you're just thinking like, oh, well you know it's it's only going to be downhill from here now that we lost the series mainstay and then it's fucking true and then you feel bad about the future of the series which we'll get to in a couple of weeks mm. but i mean we're almost done here yeah. we're towards the end of this show yeah we i are. guess we should just get into a welcome to franchise presented Ooh. by the breadcrumbs collective the podcast where each season we go through some of hollywood's biggest movie franchises one film at a time you know what it is mm-hmm. as we try to figure out what makes this franchise good what makes the franchise bad like a film like this and <laughs> what makes a franchise work not, not making a film like this yeah <laughs> not this um i'm your host john the foster and i'm here with my co-host and colleague and comrade and good pal and fast and furious lover who is it it's ariana that's a putri my daughter what's, what's up, up Barry? hello what's i'm sorry up? i came in so that's hot okay. and angry this yeah. week yeah, you're so you're angry. you're too to like too this. furious, too fast, uh, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. This film is always yeah. This, oof. I do get excited to see the stupid shit though. Just just because like it's really refreshing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's a whole new new level of turning your brain off. Um, but no, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, well, besides like just remembering how dumb this movie is and <laughs> how annoying the, the fucking grown-ups, you know, fucking grown-ups. Yeah, grown-ass men. Yeah. They 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 ruin, they they just kind of ruin the film. I'm yeah. okay despite all this. Yeah. Cuz it's just a movie. Yeah. But they did not they they, they did not pass the vibe check. They really got under yeah. each other's skin and Oh mm-hmm. gosh, I don't know. It sucks because like they were doing so well. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think yeah. like it's just not fair to sort of have something like something so unprofessional tarnish what mm-hmm. was a really like 
again, like you said, like the last send off that you had for Paul Walker in the last film. Um, it's just really sad that that the whole idea of you know like family on and off screen is, is essentially like tarnished by this one, um, by these series of incidents that occurred during the filming of this film. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, what a shame. But it's so funny, yeah. um, and I think we do talk about it in this episode. And if you're watching along with us, please do look out for it. But because um, there are some really tricky, hilarious <laughs> production hacks every time Vin yeah. Diesel and uh, Dwayne Johnson share screen time. Um, so Absolutely. keep an eye out for that. It's very funny, very mm. noticeable, yeah. very weird. Very uh, jarring. Oh, throws, my gosh. Yeah. Throws the vibes way off. Way off. Movie. Way off. And you don't even realize it until you see a regular, like, two, sh- like a regular, yeah, two shot again, like, or a regular, just like, you know, re- shot, reverse shot. You don't realize it at all yeah. until you see a regular, a normal uh-huh. exchange between other characters that are not Dom and Hobbs. Um, so, yeah. It's, 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 so but funny. it's not all bad. We do get some, yeah, decent stuff. Some stellar here. action uh, moments. With some, Jason Statham has a really nice moment in this oh, film. Oh, yeah. Uh, planes are now <laughs> a mainstay some... in this franchise, so there's a really good plane yeah. sequence with Jason Statham. Yeah, very fun. Um, and yeah, we get Cypher, mm. a new villain, a new big-time baddie Ugh. who's just going to stick around yeah. uh, for a while. Whether so. <laughs> whether we like it or not, she is staying. Yeah, but, with some really fucking dodgy haircuts. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. spoilers, she gets rid of the dreads, so, so thank God. Um, yeah. <laughs> in the ninth one, she gets rid of them, but we have to put up with them here in the eighth one. Yeah. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into it mm-hmm. here. We've got a lot of ton, like a lot of fun stuff to talk about, a lot of bad stuff to talk about. We've got the return of Beef Watch, yes. which is going to be here for the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, maybe even three, because who knows what kind of stuff is going to be stirred up by the time we get to Fast Night. Somebody's ass so, is candy. A lot of good stuff going. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so strap your fucking seatbelt on and get ready for this one. Wait, and Bully yeah. Campbell. Oh, someone we actually know. Um, <laughs> of one room with a view. Campbell's cool though. He's he's like done a lot of cool shit with like little white lies and all that sort of stuff. He said there are significant lulls and momentum which are not helped by F. Gary Gray's inability to effectively stage action. Hmm. So true, bestie. Sarah Michelle Fetters of moviefreak.com said while I'd honestly love to see a spinoff adventure featuring Johnson and Statham and no one else, I was just, <laughs> I just as genuinely am not so certain I'm up for two more of these films. <laughs> Sarah Stewart of the New York Post said, it begins and ends with adrenaline spiking scenes, a drag race through a Havana, an airplane brawl, that reminds you why this gearhead franchise is still purring along. As for two hours in between, not so much. Kind of true. Very true. Uh, Joe, Joe Morgenstern of the Wall Street Journal said, You'll earn zillions of dollars during its first nanoseconds of this global opening weekend. So who am I to call it soulless, graceless, witless, incoherent? You see what he did there? Even mm. for the franchise, and it's not incidentally brain-numbingly long, at 136 minutes. 
Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times. What does he have to say? <laughs> One of these decades, Dom and company will be saving the world in turbo-powered wheelchairs. Mm, amen. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's funny. <laughs> amen to that. <laughs> All right. We've had a lot of negativity so far. Come on. It can't all be that that negative. Let's see what our boy Felix Vasquez Jr. of Cinema Craze. Come on, Felix Vasquez. He's got to hook us up before we get to Travers. Yeah. Uh, Felix says, for a movie that pretends to be an elaborate thriller, it's ridiculously simple and just doesn't even seem to be trying anymore. Damn, Felix. Boy. All right. Peter Travers, come on. Rolling Stone. Let's do it. Let's do it. Not as fast as Finest Furious 7, but still party time for action junkies and auto erotics. The Rock and Statham steal the show from Diesel, which is a good thing. Damn. Amen. We began this journey in such simple times with a story about two guys who form an unlikely bond over cars that could very easily replace with surfboards. And we've watched that bond grow from a rivalry into a friendship and into brotherhood to create a family. We've seen that family grow with old friends from each brother joining the fold and using their specialized skills with stealing, driving, modifying, and blowing up cars get so advanced the government agents start sniffing around. But as with the rivalry of the two brothers, you just make those nosy government agents part of the family. We've seen this bigger family grow with skills getting so advanced that they are assisting secret government organizations with taking on international terrorists and rogue elite special force agents. But families expand, seeing one of those brothers, arguably the heart and soul of the family, leave the business and all this poking their noses in international terrorists business will come back to haunt the remaining family members as the remaining brother the head of the family is forced to battle everything he stands for call this family furious and i ask you what would be the fate the f8 of the furious These guys are taking this personal. You were only supposed to create a diversion, Roman. That was complete destruction. What you want from me? I'm Roman Pierce, man. It's what I do. Phase two. Phase two? What's phase two? Bounds away. Holy shit. You know what I like about you, Dom? You're a genuine outlaw. But you're his family. The hell of a job, brother. When we get back to the base, beer's on me. He's about to go up against the only thing they can't handle. You. Did you ever think you'd betray your family the way you did today? Dominic Toretto. 
just turned on us. Well, 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 did you look at that? I don't know why he's doing this, but that wasn't dumb. She's the very definition of high-tech terrorism. And now, she's working with your guy. I think I found my team. This should be interesting. You wanna play like that? This is impossible. Which is why you're gonna need a little help. I will beat you like a Cherokee drum. We about to go up like that took longer than I expected. If you're gonna catch Dom, you guys are gonna work together. Surprise. I just fell in love. I've been waiting for this. We got a tank. Let's roll. I don't know if the old Dom is in there. I don't give a damn. I'm taking you down. Toretto, let's play. Why are they shooting at me? I don't know. Maybe because you're in an orange Lamborghini. Shut up, Cash. Switch it, switch it up, like. Switch it up, speaker box blast. Speaker box blast, go. We about to go up like. We're gonna need a bigger truck. Dom! You gonna turn your back on family? Family no more. With Dom and Letty married, Brian and Mia. Retired, and the rest of the crew exonerated, the globetrotting team has found some semblance of normal life. They soon face an unexpected challenge when a mysterious cyber terrorist named Cypher forces Dom to betray them all. Now they must unite with old enemies to bring home the man who made them a family and stop Cypher from unleashing chaos. It's the 2017 action revenge spy thriller car racing movie that has. A whole lot of Nas and nuclear bombs directed by F. Gary Gray. And of course, written by our boy, Chris Morgan. Ariane, hot takes out the gate. Fate of the Furious. What are we doing? Fast and Furious 8. Good God. Um, Fate of the Furious is... <laughs> we've, got, we've got a long way. Sorry. Oh gosh, we've got a long way <laughs> as it is also a long film. Um, Fate of the Furious yeah. is one of those films that... Goodness me. I, like, I get why people shit on this franchise it's one of those things but at the same time um there's i understand what happened with the film do you know what i mean like i i was Mm -hmm. like observing the behind the scenes drama in real time and that did contribute to the quality of the film arguably and um f gary gray was probably not right for this specific project but there were yeah. obviously moments in the film that i'm i think about a lot and i'm obsessed with and this is a film i saw in theaters the first time it came out because it's a huge deal here in indonesia fast and furious and my hot take is that it is probably 
the worst out of all of them. And I know we said it was Tokyo Drift last time, but I think Tokyo Drift is like a much better film in comparison because at least it got to the point quicker. Um, And and this is really, um, it's the thing again of where do you go? How do you outdo yourself after you bloody drove out of a plane and landed on you know parachuted into uh like the mountains whatever the fuck they did in the last one um and then how do you fill not even fill the void but how do you carry on without such an integral character like brian or mia Mm. and they tried their best and i think we've at least i have gotten used to the current ensemble of people on there like you know Hobbs and ramsey and tej and um roman obviously letty and dom but it's that classic thing of that soap opera thing of, okay, everybody's all happy at equilibrium. Now we're going to fuck things up by making the main guy, the bad guy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, that that's such an interesting concept. And then I have to have all of these, you know, bullshit spy mumbo jumbo that exists in MCU films and shit like that, which is whatever. It's fine. They had to compete, but, um, yeah, it's not my favorite. I think Cypher is weird. I think Charlize, Charlize, my darling Charlize Theron. Girl, why? Who who suggested the dreads? <laughs> who was it? Who do uh, I have to come get? Do you want me to get Willem Dafoe's wig guy from, from Justice League? Because I could try for you, sweetheart. And she's so good in other shit. And she just comes in here. She tries her best with a horrible, horrible hairdo. And there's a lot of issues about gender politics in this, but who cares? It's Fast and Furious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's they go to so many places, and you don't even realize they go to so many places. It does. It does drone on. There are some great set pieces. It's just they. I feel like they're stitched together in a really not interesting or necessary way if that makes sense Mm. and it's one of the weakest endings i've ever seen of a film obviously because there's some beef with the actors which we'll get to later um i brought it up early i'm sorry (laughs) no it's fine like we will address beef yeah multiple times in this episode but we'll save all the beef because i know we've been talking about beef watch for the like since episode one for sure and now it's actually coming to head yeah. and we'll get it out of our systems yeah. this is one of those again we're not it's like smooth brain in the way that like you can't keep up at what's going on there were points where i was kind of like hang on let me just i'll skip back a bit okay let's keep going and then <laughs> um and then i'm like oh wait what um it's not that it was confusing it's just hard to keep up because everything looks sort of the same sort of uniform not really striking in any way unless it was a big cgi piece or unless it was yeah unless it was the rock and jason statham doing something um yeah so yeah those are my takes we'll get into everything else in a bit but what did you think of the fate of the furious like i just think this might just be like one of the most boring Most Fast and Furious boring. movies. What a shame, right? Even though it's full of ridiculous shit. Mm. But I think that's also part of the problem. I think like last, the last episode, we talked about some fucking ridiculous stuff yep. that I was absolutely loving. Like I loved the parachute out of the car. Like uh, I love out of the, Brian out running of the planes on top and the cars of the flying. And, it was fucking yeah, awesome. Like super fun. But this film, like, like it just didn't have 
anything that felt like that. No. But then it had a lot of ridiculous stuff that just felt like just it's like they crossed the line. And I, I'm almost like, you know, at the end, I wasn't enjoying the end of the last film. And yeah. I remember we were talking about like how it got to that middle point where they like they literally I don't know, is jumping a building like the same as jumping a shark because I'm like I'm wondering oh, if yeah. they did that with this series. Oh yeah, because when they jump that building, it's just like it started to go how downhill do go from, from there. there, and it's sort of like how do we come back from that? Yeah. Like we're like literally joking about how they are possibly going to go to space, and it's just like why? I how? hope so. I, I hope they I travel love- back in time. I hope they travel <laughs> back in time well, to yeah, cowboy we, time. We, 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 we joke joked about, about this. Yeah. We joked about this on this is a separate podcast. We were talking about the quick and the dead, mm. and we were joking about like, hey, what if like Fast and Furious people went back in time? And that's like a great sick. idea. Like it would be awesome, but I don't know if it would ever happen. But with the rate things are going, it feels more likely that it could because they're starting to like. It's I wouldn't be surprised if fucking ideas, aliens man. just yes. came out of fucking yes. space soon because it's just getting silly. Oh my god, I wouldn't it's be like surprised this- if they fight the Justice League. Oh my god. it's like i don't know like the the original series just felt so much like you know this the same series but you know what i mean the original films the Mm. first few films just felt so much more grounded and real and and i know they're like were making a lot of money when they brought dwayne johnson on and i'm all for it because he's been really fun and i'm like excited for Hobbs and shaw and i'm excited that's the thing it's like i'm i'm not saying i'm not like i'm done with this like because i i feel like there's a lot of hope the fact that like Justin Lin's going to come back in the yeah, next film. Han's coming you got, back. Like, Han back, whatever the hell, however they're going to explain that. You've got like John Cena. It's like some intriguing shit. Mm. Cypher's a weird character. Yeah, she's weird. I hope they redeem her in the next one. Not even like character redemption, but like give her shit to do, you know? Yeah, give her some better hair. Because yeah. <laughs> I like Shirley Theron and she's like, she had moments where she was just like pretty she's fucking committed. cold and it was kind of yeah. cool, man. But it was like, I don't know, man. It's just weird. Like, it's a weird movie. I say this so many times, and I know, like, it's stupid to think this way, but, like, it's like, how do these fucking car fucking jackers and, like, uh, racers and, like, just kind of, like, DVDs, like, thieves, like, you know, still in DVD players, like, become international spies and it's like it's just bizarre if that's how they're recruiting nowadays well (laughs) somebody's country is in trouble Uh. (laughs) i really like you bringing up the fact of the the good guy like you know you get to a point where the good guy is like all right well this is where we're in this at this step of the series that the good guy has to become the bad guy they do that quite a bit in in uh like fiction particularly like cartoons or comics or soap operas whatever like anime especially goodness the amount of times i had to watch sasuke go evil like i'm tired leave my boy alone you know but we got like goku black or something like you know and and it it can be intriguing if done well and it's 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 just a character dissection but this was kind of just like god this isn't even dom going evil it's dom still being the hero just not telling anyone about it do you know yeah. what I mean? And the thing is, it's like in we all know when you're watching it, so it doesn't feel you saw Cypher give him the phone and you don't know yeah. what's on it, but you're just kind of like sitting there like, oh, well, you know that she's got something on him. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they reveal it, what it is. And then you still know that that's like what's driving him. So it's like sort of 
I don't know, like having dramatic irony like that early on, like takes the intrigue away from it. Yeah. Like if you like if he just disappeared had, like, for a while and came back bad, I would be yeah. like, Ooh, yeah. what's up with Dom? You yeah. know what I mean? Like they sort of missed the boat. Yeah, because like they, they have done to follow Dom, and that's their yeah. their their flaw. I think, in in my mm. opinion, anyway, with this, there are many flaws to this film. One of many flaws <laughs> is that we we stay with Dom, but we also stay with the crew. So it's just a matter of you know competing expository storylines, and then culminating yeah. in whenever they run into each other on a mission where one has to mm-hmm. stop the other or something and it becomes very like it becomes very tedious because it's the same thing every sequence there's um i can't remember how the bloody film starts apart from dwayne johnson um doing the whole football match uh which is <laughs> yeah. hilarious um oh they steal an emp and then they had to steal an emp but before that dom was approached by cypher and at that point, I was like, okay, how the hell is he going to do this? And how the hell is everybody going to react? That's one. I was like, okay, we needed that. That's established. Awesome. Um, yeah. Even though you, c- oh my God, I love that Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson do not appear in the same frame throughout that entire <laughs> sequence, nor any sequence after. But it's yeah. so obvious in this one because Hobbs is like dying in the truck and Dom is like with his back turned and it's the same two shots. <laughs> Yeah, it sends it's me. so bad. Uh, well, he steals the, the fucking EMP, and everybody is really confused because it doesn't make any sense. Why would it's Dom? He's their leader. What is he doing? But then you keep going back and forth between the two, and then they meet again. So all of the sort of intrigue and suspense is taken away. And even when yeah. you really want Dom to succeed, you feel like he has it too easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, there are some horrible things. Well, not hor- like horrible in the sense that morally they're horrible. Like Elena comes back only to get killed off, which I'm fucking like. What will Hobbs say? Hobbs would be crushed. Do you know? I've got so much to say about that, and we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But the, but we run through. But it's just it doesn't make sense. But it's 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 again it's that thing of like, you know, Dom is gonna be fine. Yeah. And that's, I want there to be a bit more, I mean, what's real a higher stakes? St- real stakes. Yeah. I mean, what's yeah, a higher stake but, than losing your child? But there should be yeah. more for Dom to lose. There should be, you know, some snipers on the, the team. If he doesn't do it, they kill him. Some shit like that, where it's something that really matters to him, not something that you just add in because it happens to tie in with the whole family theme and motif do you know yeah. what i mean like they take yeah. it li- li- really literally like oh yeah this is a family member he's never met um and yeah i think the problem with that is that like they add a new member which we'll get to mm. but they'll add a new member to the family oh. to like yeah, a couple to like give dom dom a driving force yeah. but at the same time he has to contradict everything that he stands for yeah. and i get that's what they were trying to go with but yeah. at the same time it Didn't doesn't mean. it's like it doesn't really work yeah. and like it i don't know man it's just it's a strange one it's a strange film mm. um i'm not saying i didn't have fun with certain bits there were certain bits that were really fun oh and then goodness. also just all the shit around it like reading through beef is like really funny really? it makes it kind of funnier yeah uh and then when you like refocus in on those scenes like you said like dom and and uh hobbs are just not in the same scenes <laughs> Even though they were supposed to be like, it's really funny. It's It's like, you you know, like when, when, uh, there's that, that, that famous like myth that like 
De Niro and Pacino weren't actually at the same table in Heat. It's like people focus yeah. in on that so much. It's like, oh, they weren't actually there. No. They weren't actually at the same. Like you could see the split and stuff and, you know, like Michael Mann did the best he could, but they weren't actually there. And it's just like, dude, there's like photos of them on set. Like, yeah. together. That, I'm pretty like, sure Michael there was Mann's an establishing like, shot of them there. sitting across from each other. That's how movies Yeah, are. there is. But yeah. people were trying to say that there was, oh, that was like camp. That was tricks. This and is stuff. 1995. And like, like, please. Yeah. You get the fuck get out, the of fuck out of here. But like with this, this is like, dude, this is so like, obvious, and it's so funny. It gets funnier so every time funny. you watch it because I've seen this a couple of times. Obviously, I remember watching it um, when I was in London. It was like a Sunday. It was raining, and it, like the weather was just horrible. As I was at home, and I was watching it, and I was like live. I was like putting my reactions on my Instagram story as I was watching it, and I was like, I was saying the exact same things. I was like, this does not work. Like, this is weird. Are you guys <laughs> noticing they're not in the same frame? It's so weird. But that's not even, like... Oh, going back to... Going back to, like, adding family members. Obviously, they've expanded the crew, right? They add in Little Nobody, who is Scott Eastwood. Ugh. He's basically just, like... Just a fake Brian. Brian. Yeah, they, yeah. they needed a white guy. Um, they needed a white guy that could drive a Subaru, which is, like, not... Which is yeah. discrediting everything Paul Walker has ever done. It's a really weird thing. Like there were talks of them bringing, like when we said it in the last mm. episode, like that his brothers yeah. could potentially come in to either like fill in again the same way they did the last one, or to uh, be like another character that's maybe related to Brian. But then they decided to go with like, yeah, uh, Paul Walker's real real life good friend Scott Eastwood. I think they were really good mm. friends, and they brought him in and that that whole thing was meant to be an homage with him driving the same sort of cars and all that sort of stuff but I don't know. He's very he's the straight man in all of this but nobody yeah. is like they're all each other's not foiled. They're all each other's comedic foiled, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like everybody will shit on Roman or like Tej and Roman will always have their thing. Hobbs and and Shaw will have their thing. Hobbs and Nobody will have their thing, and then they all pile on, you know, little nobody. And it's just like, yeah, who's supposed to give me a good joke just once, please? I'm begging, yeah. Um, and also, yeah. that's just like it's it sucks that that's all there is now, yeah. Like, we've seen it, we've seen like it dwindle down to this. Like, in the last few films, it's like, okay, well, obviously, like. Dwayne Johnson is this huge star. And I, I don't know, maybe I could see why Tyrese is, could be so upset. But at the same time, like, Tyrese can't, and we'll get to the beef, but Tyrese can't do what Dwayne Johnson does. No. And I'm sorry. Like, he's great. I love the Roman character. But each film, as we've gotten to where we are now, he's gotten less and less to do because he's not as interesting. Yeah. And it's just like, all he's doing is making dumb jokes. And even yeah. to a point where they just like, like the last film, he had a really great idea and they sort of built around it. This, they like, they like fixed what he thought was a good idea and they told him was actually a dumb idea. And then that's all he's really done in this film. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get, you know what I mean? Like using do. God's eye. We'll get to it, but like, he, oh my he hasn't God. done, like, he didn't do anything in this yeah, film. It's, it's like upsetting. really like, it's really fucking weird. It's weird. It's the thing of like Tyrese's character would have probably been the best line of, of, you know connection or in memoriam to to brian's character because they yeah, that relationship like that's yeah, th yeah that's supposed to be like brothers that's how he came into the this franchise you know 
And it does it doesn't feel like Tyrese has any special skills on the crew. It doesn't feel like Roman contributes anything other than a joke to the crew, which is horrible because yeah. you know that he's yeah. a very skilled, not just driver, skilled thief, skilled grifter, if you want to call smooth it talker, that. smooth yeah, talker. Grifter, he doesn't sure. get to use any of that. He doesn't get to show off any of that. And it again, the mm. same thing happens to I think the same thing happens to um, Tej and Ramsey. It happens to Letty. They become sort of extensions of Dom, and it really just yeah. teased me off. Or extensions of Hobbs, because essentially Ramsey and Tej are doing the same thing. There's that one scene where they're using God's Eye, and they're like <laughs> doing it together. And in the last film, clearly so Ramsey can do it on her own. Um, she yeah. doesn't say much. She gets sidelined so much. Same with Letty. Like, Letty is super fucking cool and then now she's just like so cool yeah dom's wife like but two I, films ago she yeah. had one of the best fucking fight scenes like, yeah and she had the original like- <laughs> had the original good guy turn bad guy you know that was her thing yeah and th- that was yeah. done really well to me because letty just yeah let it die. she just fucking appeared yeah she just was like oh what and it's just like what yeah <laughs> you're like yeah what yeah it's like if you want to tear uh, a happy pe- like a happy family apart you got to do you got to do some real work you know like yeah like like yeah with the whole letty thing in fast in furious six um fast six i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah what are these called? what are these called <laughs> um i'm still getting to the grips so that it's called yeah. the furious the, the fa- fast saga the fast saga what? yeah oh my god f9 okay. f10 um <laughs> just different keys on your keyboard yeah <laughs> each movie corresponds to a different key on your keyboard um but well, we know there's yeah. not going to be a 13th because we'll run out no 12 we'll, yeah we'll 12. run out 12 yeah um, but fuck I'm so again I'm getting riled up because what the fuck does Letty do in this yeah. other than the one shining like Letty moment signature Letty moment of she will she took the case and she fucking ran and that whole situation of like oh Dom has to kill her Dom has to betray her Dom, all that stuff and that was interesting yeah. to me also they yeah. have two Game of Thrones cast members in this film this time so I was like whoa <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Game of Thronesification yeah. of Fast and Furious um, <laughs> and, and it's just hard to watch this is say oh fuck the- oh, we'll get to that later because I really want to talk about how annoyed I am at Ramsey versus Cypher which could have been interesting but wasn't um, oh god it's yeah, yeah you know what i you know you're gonna have to like yeah. interject that into the Later. um yeah because i forgot to write that down there's bits because i stupidly this time guys i apologize didn't actually take proper notes when i was watching this it's one, hard which, to uh, i don't blame you it's it was, really hard it was a bad to. one so but I've, i i think let's just get into it yeah. we'll like go through all the plot elements and stuff like we normally do and you come to expect from this podcast and series over here on uh Fast and Furious series? Yeah, yeah that's what it's called. Over here on Patreon. And also, hey, it's a franchise, baby. Hey. Um, all the way back in 2014, Universal Pictures chairwoman Donna Langley told Hollywood Reporter there'll be at least three more films after Furious 7. And in 2015, Vin Diesel stated that Paul Walker used to say an eighth film was guaranteed. And in some ways, when your brother guarantees something... You sometimes feel like you just got to make sure it comes to pass. Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> Six seasons in a movie, yeah. Eight movies and a movie. Um. <laughs> Vin Diesel also appeared on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and he said that Kurt Russell's character would span multiple films, and the next film would be set in New York City. So it's the first time New York City would be featured. Kurt Russell's character, like, I love Kurt Russell. Love Kurt Russell. And to be honest, 
elements of Little Nobody was kind of funny, and I was laughing at them kind of like yeah, like rip, fun at yeah. him. And also the fact that it's Scott Eastwood and he's Clint Eastwood's son, so yeah, it's just like kind of funny. He's kind of a nerd, and it's funny that like Clint Eastwood's like just the way Clint Eastwood yeah. is. Clint Eastwood should be like, in the in the cowboy version of Fast and Furious. He should be the <laughs> yeah, villain. Definitely. Yeah, he should be the Gene. Ha- him and Gene Hackman play Hobbs oh, and man. Shaw cowboys in Fast yeah. and Furious fourteen. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, Universal, <laughs> if you're listening, I'm giving this shit to you for free. So. <laughs> But I, I was going to say that I kind of worry, though. Um, it, you know, it was fine in the last film. You know, maybe it was just a little bit funnier. Like, Kurt Russell's character it was just bizarre. And I was, like, saying it feels very men in black. But I also worry that, like, He's gonna become having familiar. that kind of character in this is it's sort of dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. you're... Because that's where it starts to feel like we're getting into territory that you can't come back from. Like, we yeah. can't ground this series anymore. We and can't. it needs to be grounded yeah. so desperately. Yeah. Like, it's um, trying too hard to be what, like, it's competitors, you know? Because yeah. that's what a lot yeah. of big blockbuster superhero and it films are. It doesn't need to be. A lot of big blockbuster superhero films now are very dependent on US military propaganda. I don't know why Fast yeah. and Furious has to do it because they're literally, like, I love that one, the only thing I enjoy about Cypher. The one line she said to Dom, he's like, she was like, Dom is a genuine outlaw. And he was. He isn't anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, God, yeah. I agree with her. Bring the old Dom back, you know? And But that's yeah. what they, they were. They should have just stayed outlaws or it should have. Absolutely. Oh, I hate bringing in comic book movies again. But like the concept of a quote unquote suicide squad in the sense you're getting a bunch of bad guys to do some shit for you. That has stakes a little bit because they're all going to die. You know what I mean? I'm not defending that movie or any subsequent adaptations. But if, for example, the crew, the Familia, had, you know, still had targets on their back and they had to do it because they were obliged to, that would make so much more sense and it would have so much more... It would have a different tone to it wherein they're still sort of outside the law on this one again, which is where I think they're in their pocket there and that's fine. And I like that they're, you know, they're exonerated or whatever. But I don't know. It makes them. I don't want them to be the Avengers. I don't want them to be the yeah. fucking Justice League. I mean, if not. you're fucking exonerated, why would you? Why would you do going? this again? Like, yeah. Why would you do this again? You're done. You're yeah, free. You exactly. have a clean slate. Do a me You have Brian money as well. Did. No one's like fucking. Exactly. No. One's like no one's paying you for yeah. this. Like, so what's the fucking point? Yeah. Like, oh, we have to go save the world because Hobbs like is our boy, and it's like it's fine. He can be your boy, but he d- you don't need to do that for him. Or you like, know, you could be freaking, friends with him, and you could be yeah. a part of the family, but you don't need to do that yeah. for him. Because it's crazy. It's crazy. Or like even have Dom go off because he's on this secret mission. Otherwise, it would endanger his family. And then the others have a choice, you know, to make, which makes for more interesting, I guess, character moments. And now we're getting into being fucking script doctors for a fucking movie about (laughs) flying cars. But... Yeah, but I no, but know. I agree because, like, if they had a yeah. choice, then it would at least be more interesting. And that was the thing, yeah, with the 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 films previously before. I'd say before Seven, that had a lot of heart because it was all sort of driven by the characters' relationships. And now I think so many cogs in the machine have been changed in terms yeah. of what who the characters are and what their relationships have become to each other. And it's just it's just like it's so bland now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris Morgan, um, we're being script doctors, but he he returned, of course, to write this sixth script of his in the franchise while uh, Neil H. Moritz 
returned to produce, Moritz later said that the story is going to have to be something enticing for us all. It has to be as good or better than Furious 7. Well, you tried. Good luck. Good luck. In uh, September 2015, Diesel said that the script was nearly complete and the title of the film was looking to be Fast 8 and that he was interested in bringing Rob Cohen back, who directed the very first film and Triple X, of course. So mm-hmm. he had he had connection to him. But uh, yeah, that didn't happen. And I've seen him beef watch a little bit. Uh, Tyrese mm-hmm. kind of dropping Rob Cohen's name a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I guess this is pre Rob Cohen's like weird sort shit. of uh, weird shit coming out against him. Uh, we mentioned it, I think, a few episodes back. Yeah. Uh, about how he had had some issues with his family and it was some some weird stuff about, you know, sexual assault of a a family member. Um, But then also he recently was out earlier this year, just in January 2021, of supposedly have done something to Asia Argento on the set of triple x or while they were filming triple x so another thing and i know azar's gento's got like a weird one as well because she's also she was the leader of that sort of me too moment but also like had allegations about her come out and doing stuff as well so but yeah fucking rob cohen fucking weird but instead he announced on the tonight show that uh f gary gray was tapped to direct and gray was fresh off the success so straight out of compton Mm -hmm. Obviously, he previously directed 1995's Friday, mm-hmm. 96 has set it off, and then obviously we got like the remake of The Italian Job from 2003 and A Man Apart. So we had uh, Vin Diesel, who was in A Man Apart, and then Charlize, who was in uh, The Italian Job. Charlize yeah. was in The Italian mm-hmm. Job, as well as uh, Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. So he's like working with a lot of people he's worked with before, and he also did 2005's Be Cool, which was an early role for The Rock. So a lot of these people know who he is. So maybe that kind of helped yeah. a little bit. And he was he was hot. He was hot. Like straight out of Compton was a big thing for him. But I don't know. There was a few other people I think that were being announced. And I didn't really know who they were. And I know that's how a lot of these uh, big franchises try to like tap, you know, either like new talent or hot talent or young directors. I mean, he's not necessarily a young director, but like just he's a different newer talent or mm-hmm. a hot talent at the time. And just seeing if it works, and it just doesn't always work. And I think that's kind of what happened with this. Yeah, and it's such a shame because I know F. Gary Gray can do a great heist film. I think Set It Off is one of like my yeah, favorite very good. heist films. And uh, gosh, these people are you know these people are thieves. Maybe if they steal something from the government, which they do in the beginning when it's freaking the giant EMP who knows what the fuck it really does. Um, it takes out a city block it'll be a war zone and I'm like oh yeah they keep bringing these dumbass Dumb things ass that are thing. just all the kind of the yeah. same and also like why is fucking why is Hobbs doing this shit like it doesn't make sense yeah. like who are they stealing it from and they just barely explain it it's like, sort of that they, thing and it keeps coming up yeah. they just hardly explain why they're yeah. doing things like it's just a plot point like a plot device to set up for later yeah. so that it can go off to someone else and it's just like doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> like if 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 you know the team had to compete with Dom to steal the same thing, and that's the first act of the movie, I'd be like, I'm in. Yeah. And then yeah. stop script doctoring, Ari. You've graduated uni already. <laughs> um, no, but it's just like, oh gosh, there are so many different. I guess it's on part of both 
I guess the script and the direction, obviously Universal being money hungry little, you know, capitalists. Um, it's just, oh, it's hard to watch. And I know if Gary Gray can make good films, it's hard to watch one when you know a director can deliver mm-hmm. and they don't. It's a, which is like fine or whatever. It's like everybody has their hit or miss moments. But I'm like, ah, oh, dude, dude, this could have been, this could have been good, you know. I was so excited about rewatching this because I was like, oh yeah, another Fast and Furious one. And then the second, the second I started it, I remember, oh, this is as good as it's gonna get when they're racing around Havana. Like that's yeah, like that's yeah. one of the best was- parts of the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that looks so cool. Thank you, tax breaks in you know in in Cuba when they shoot in Cuba, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> That was like, yeah, yeah. Everything else just is is noise to me because that's the only set piece I think that looks different from any other set piece because New York and everywhere else looks quite the same, like the plane yeah. and the ice and the yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And the Havana stuff actually felt like Fast and Furious as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. when you get to New York, it feels like we're watching Avengers. Yeah, like I don't want it's that. gray and just weird yeah. and buildings and yeah, yeah. CGI everything. Neil H. Moritz had said that, yeah, this is the uh, it's the first film without Brian O'Connor, and he said, yeah, we won't be bringing him back. That character has moved on, mm-hmm. and he also mentioned that this will officially be shifting to a spy caper from the heist films that the series had become when it shifted from street racing and in, in Fast Five into a heist series, and it's sort of like, no, duh, they haven't like stolen anything of note for personal gain in like two movies. No. So what are we on about, like? <laughs> spy caper fast and furious spy racers even spy racers the animated series has a lot more sauce than this film they do the espionage thing so much better and it's it's like an animated there's a bunch of teenagers um so should we do it side mission oh fuck yeah my gosh you'd love it i love it so much And the film was officially titled The Fate of the Furious in December 2016. So let's get into the film. So following the feet of Mose Jaconde and Deckard Shaw, Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, of course, and Letty Ortiz, Michelle Rodriguez, of course, who had been revealed that they were married in the Dominican Republic prior to Letty's not death. Mm -hmm. They're in Havana, Cuba, and they're enjoying their honeymoon. And to find out that Dom's cousin Fernando is played by Yamako Santiago, was in trouble with a local racer named Raldo, who's played by Celestino Corniel over money and his car and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Dom, of course, takes it upon himself to, hey, let's race Raldo for his keys. It's it's an old school, like, for your slips yeah. sort of vibes. And it's just fun. Very first movie. And he wagered his own classic Chevrolet Impala. Like, I, I kind of like it. They have different cars. It's like old school. They're down in Cuba. It's very colorful. Yeah. The cars are really cool. Uh, we got butt shaking. It's I was like it's when classic. it kicked off. I was like, yeah, this is this is Fast and Furious. Yeah. This is what you want from it. It's like it's a silly, dumbass movie, and uh, it was really fun at first. And yeah, we get like a really fun race to kick off the film. It's not like the best race, um, but it's fun. You know, it's it's, fun. it's a fun race. This it's a fine race. God, the Coke can and the this is Cuba Nos <laughs> lost my mind. Yeah. Lost my yes. mind. <laughs> Um, I the, was, Cuban mile. Uh, the Cuban mile. <laughs> yeah. And and I like that Dom. I think his outlook on life that I appreciate were like, it only has to go a mile. And I'm like, yeah, bro. 
Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to go anywhere yeah. else. It just has to finish the mile. Um, and Letty on a motorcycle is always cool with me. I will I yeah. do anything for more of that. And that's as, as cool as it's going to get. As much as I enjoyed like the vibes, because it, it had vibes. It had vibes. The rest yeah. of the film didn't have vibes. Yeah, it did not, the rest vibes. of the film did not pass the vibe check. I, I should have known. I should have known what I was when I was like, you know, what was coming for me. Because it felt super cheesy. All the dialogue. It was very forced. Very corny corny lines that were sort of like alluding to, oh, this isn't like, you know, living by. And they did it a lot in this film. Living your life by a quarter mile. Like quarter mile. This is the Cuban mile. And it's just like, and they kept, the quarter mile line kept coming up. Like even fucking Cypher was saying it later in the film. And it's just like, this is stupid. Stop. Stop. Like Chris Morgan's just like, you know taking an old script or something and just writing shit around it. And it's like, why yeah. are you doing this? Stop. Quarter it's mile like, is a motif now. Um, <laughs> it's like, all I wanted was my Corona back. Yeah. He just gave oh, me there was a la- the lack of Corona <laughs> in this film physically pains me. It offended yeah. me deeply that the, there were no Corona beers. They tried so hard in the last one as well. Like fucking... Mr. Nobody just gives him a whole bucket of Corona. And, and it's I just like, sorry, it. I don't have it on tap. It's really fun. It's, he's it. talking about his Belgians. It's That's just, why it's, this movie uh, sucked. There was a lack yeah. of Corona beers. There was a clear yeah. Coca-Cola Marshall <laughs> shot, and I wasn't into it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Dom is forced to race in his cousin's shitty car, and he Super pulls it apart. Car. It's so funny, so just pulling shitty. bits off. It just looks like one of those old shitty hot rods and stuff without like with the engine exposed by the time he gets done with it. And then, yeah, he hooks up this weird Cuban NAS with a fucking like Coke can like like a tab and basically turns the car into a bomb. Mm. And they're driving along. They're going through and his engine just starts overheating and it basically explodes and blows up in his face and flames are coming out. So, of course, Dom has to whip the bitch around and yeah, he's driving backwards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he awesome. still wins the race. Awesome. <laughs> he wins the race driving backwards. And yeah, has to jump out of the car before it the car up. explodes mm-hmm. in the fucking ocean, which is bizarre. It's just like, how how do they not kill people in this film? I think that's like one of the worst things yeah. about this series is that like people, innocent bystanders, it's like inconsequential collateral damage. Yeah. And but they're never shown. To be so, it's just sort of like I, I'm not saying I want to see people die, but it's like fucking the first Godzilla film. That motherfucker's like just heat waving people, that's and like you're what, seeing people, that's what you know, she just does. blow up. But like, yeah, but like this film, there should no like in these films, and especially when they get to like New York and yeah. like one of the, fuck, the biggest fuck things, of so course, of this whole series, cars in in Tokyo, yeah, like, Tokyo. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't make sense people how people aren't just shown dying. Yeah, you know, like they would have died. Han died, but he didn't. <laughs> it's um, crazy. Yeah, only dude, only Han died. Dude, you know what it made me think of? You know how like it's such it's fuel for like more spinoffs because you know how like with the Avengers. Yeah. They do that shit where in like, oh God, people don't die. They do so much damage to the city. And then finally Marvel was like, you know, it'd be really interesting if we get Michael Keaton to play a guy that collects alien tech after the Avengers destroy cities. And I was like, oh, right. Consequences. <laughs> and then they start exploring the idea, the bare minimum idea of, you know, superheroes with consequences. 
Um, yeah. But that doesn't happen here because Dominic Toretto is an in- invincible legend as he is hailed and praised after he blows up a car in, in Cuba and um, yeah. gives his nephew, his cousin, his cousin, yeah, his cousin, yeah, yeah. His, his cousin, cousin yeah. the, the car, his car. And yeah. I'm just like, could have just done that earlier, dude. Yeah. God. Yeah. So Dom wins. And he lets Raldo keep his car because all he needs is his respect, mm-hmm. which is lame. It's and then he lame. gives his, yeah, he gives his uh, cousin the classic Impala because Toretto needs to drive in something faster. Yeah. And a piece of shit that he destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, at you know, this whole thing, like the way Raldo smiled and stuff, I was just like, remember that face, Julia. Julia was actually sort of watching this with me and I was just like, remember that face. He's going to be back. And uh, yeah, I was right. It's like, I know these films now. I yeah. know what the fuck they're going to do. You it's so stupid. Them. Like, I wish I wish I didn't, but you know, the next day Dom is, you know, he's clearly enjoying Cuba. Him and Letty were, you know, kind of talking about like kids and shit. And I was also like, remember that? That's going to come back. <laughs> um, and- <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> delicious for sure you sort of joked about this this is the worst i haven't even like talked about the fact that like i once a few episodes back was like does dom have any kids what the fuck is up with dom he's yeah, and i was just like family so important it's just like <laughs> you were just like not saying anything i was, like, and I was just like wait for it yeah i kind of felt bad because then i kind of knew what was going to go go down mm. as soon as i saw elena i was like she's gonna have a kid, she have a kid. <laughs> she got which pregnant. doesn't make sense but she got pregnant yeah. in the sixth movie <laughs> Uh, yeah. somehow years ago uh, that baby yeah. is huge the timeline doesn't make sense doesn't uh, make so yeah Dom Dom, he's enjoying he's enjoying Cuba him and him and Letty seem to be enjoying things and family talk and he finds his day interrupted when he he, he sees this woman with really shitty hair it, really it sort shitty of looks dress. like she loved Angelina Jolie's look in Gone in 60 Seconds you know perhaps it was an homage that was also a car movie yeah, perhaps. And this woman is Charlize Theron, who pretends to have car troubles and reveals herself to be Cypher, a cyber terror- terrorist who coerces Dom to join her after showing her something on a phone. What is it? We'll find out later. We'll find out later. Uh, we've already kind of spoiled it. Um, shortly after, TSS agent Luke Hobbs is uh, joining the Rock Johnson. He's uh, shown trying to give a very impassioned pep talk to who? A young group of agents? No. No. Was it Tyrese on why you shouldn't start internet beef with a former football player and professional wrestler just, just like six foot four of pure muscle? Nope. No. It was his daughter's soccer team. It was really cute. He does a, a haka dance with them, you know, and it's really cute. And the team win. It's really fun. Uh, DSS agent appears at the game and convinces Hobbs to go retrieve an EMP device from Berlin. So, you know, of course, Hobbs... It's like daddy's gotta go to work. Gotta go to go to work. And then he recruits Toretto and Letty, as well as Roman Pierce, Tyrese, of course, Tej Parker, Ludacris, of course. Yes. And Ramsey. Gang, my Nathalie girl. Emmanuel mm. to help him out, of course. Cause why are these fucking people putting themselves on the line? Why? It doesn't make sense. Familiar. Why are they doing this? But we get what could have been a very interesting scene, but by this point, they're just like, fuck it. This is who gives a shit about this? They're in Berlin. Mm. Uh, and we just see him driving out of the military base as it's blowing up. I don't fuck it. I didn't even realize the they were in Berlin, dude. I, I had no idea where the fuck they were. 
Yeah, it makes no sense <laughs> why they're even there. They didn't explain why. You're off the it's books on like, this oh, one. You you're go on your own. This. I remember that guy. I was like, <laughs> yeah. you're on your own. Outside the law on this yeah. one. I'm like, it's, why didn't you get like, criminals why? to do it? Like, yeah, or your own people to do it. Yeah. Like, who are actually fucking federal. I mean, Hobbs, fair enough. But yeah. like, why does he need to get this team of people who aren't federal agents? Yeah, and, and he goes to jail so he can meet his bestie. <laughs> yeah. um, my yeah. bestie. Uh, yeah i mean this was a clear indication they give zero fucks about heist at this point yeah because it was just like they, they didn't skipped show the heist that would have been that would, that's the best part yeah they just like come on so they all bitch at roman who used too many explosives mm. apparently because that's just like what roman does now apparently is just get he's the, at but then he doesn't use any more explosives yeah the rest of the movie. I mean, that's, that's what I was saying earlier. Roman doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if you would have actually shown him having to like decide about this explosive thing, it could have been a little bit more fun for him. Uh, but yeah, they're being chased by cops and Tej luckily rigged some big ass wrecking ball thing to <laughs> all the cops Miley Cyrus. so they can get away. Yeah. After they get away, they're splitting off and Dom goes rogue and gives Letty a look. Sort of like, it's over. And then he crashes into Hobbs, flipping his truck over and steals the EMP device. Surprised uh, that the EMP didn't get wrecked when he yeah. flipped Hobbs' car over. <laughs> and they weren't in the scene together. They weren't in the scene together. That's why <laughs> the EMP the was fine. Um, it's two separate days. Um, fitness uh, me. We'll get to Beef Watch later because oh, that has yeah. a lot of implications in the Beef Watch. Uh, Hobbs is arrested and he's sent to a high security prison where Mr. Nobody, Kurt Russell's back and his new rookie protege, Eric Reisner, which I don't remember them saying, but they called him little nobody later. Yeah, Scott do. Eastwood. They offer him a way out, you know, basically if he helps them out, but he'd no longer be a DSS agent. He'd have a record, but he can come work for them. Mm. And Hobbs refuses and says he'll get out on his own. And little nobody just goes into business for himself, being dumb, young rookie, says, why don't you do it for your daughter, man? Think about your daughter. You were your daughter, and Hobbs man. gets so upset. It's really funny. He picks his ass up and just slams him against the wall. Very funny. And I also <laughs> forgot that this happened. Full disclosure. Yeah. I completely forgot that this happened. But I like the bits yeah. where he's just like um, the whole film is essentially Mr. Nobody and Luke Hobbs evaluating whether or not little nobody can do his job and they're just goading him into breaking the rules and it's very tedious. Yeah. It can get really funny. Um, I was kind of wondering like where this fucker came from though because it's like where do you how do you get into this secret elite government? I was hoping thing? he was like, actually I, I like know. a little nobody. I was hoping he was playing Kurt Russell's son um, because <laughs> yeah, his real son is currently Captain America. Um, yeah. But that's bizarre. He looks so strange in yeah. that outfit. Good for him. And I really like him. But White Russell's a great actor. White Russell's but like, great, but he, he looks weird with that mask on. He looks like four different people every shot. Yeah. I was like, who are you, dude? <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hobbs refuses, uh, and he just goes into the prison, and it's revealed that it's the same prison where he put Deckard Shaw oh in Jason God. Statham Deckard at the end of the last film. Oh, my God. He's like, oh, you're not going to get out of here because uh, no, it's, like, it's like 
fucking concrete. It's like know? concrete no on way you're digging out. Good luck digging out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he <laughs> sounded like that fucking Decker show. Yeah. That fucking accent, yeah. man. Like Julia was just like, what? Like, is he fucking kidding with that accent? I was like, you've never seen Jason Statham yeah. in anything? Like, this is what he this sounds what like. He sounds she's like, no, he's putting this on. I was like, no, no. this is, that's what he sounds he like. He physically have you cannot seen, do any other, have you seen him? any yeah. other, um, British dialect. Dominic Toretto. <laughs> so was, yeah. You killed so my brother. Bizarre. You put my brother in yeah. office for all. Um, <laughs> so where, where well, him and Hobbs from? talk um, shit to each other. It's really funny. And, uh, Mr. Mr. Nobody makes it so that Hobbs' cell door opens up and I'm getting out my own way. (laughs) They're giving you a way out. Grow up. I don't get why Shaw has the ability to even reach his arms out of his fucking cell, but he does. Mm. He's a very dangerous man, but he he reaches out, grabs one of the guards, takes his like fucking like, I don't know, like fucking Taser? taser or something and just shocks the fucking door mechanism to make his cell door open, but it trips out the entire fucking prison just takes every one. door opens mm. and then they just prison turn break. into a big fucking prison riot so it's very very funny it's very scene. funny and um, it sets up pubs and show the film like, yeah which we'll get to in another episode definitely um, it sets it up i, really I well. enjoyed this yeah i think this was the best part of the movie oh, yeah, for it sure. was obviously a review up above that we were talking about that like you know that i that i mentioned the where they mentioned that the hobbs and Shaw stuff was really fun and it yeah. really really was kind of the most fun stuff in this film um, we'll get to more with Shaw later, yes. but like he's fun in this film, and like I, I admit that I was wrong about him because I don't necessarily like Jason Statham a lot in a lot of things. Yeah, but that's fair. I like the Shaw character, and he's very fun as Shaw. Yeah, eventually Hobbs and Shaw they make it out of the prison. They're fighting each other. I think Hobbs just tackles Shaw through a fucking door or something. I don't know, and. Bunch of armed guards are there, and Mr. Nobody and Little Nobody are there, and they take them with them. And the whole team has been brought back to Mr. Nobody's new hideout that he's so happy about. And, you know, they get clued in on Cypher. For some reason, Little Nobody, like, you know, decided to handcuff the whole family, which is very bizarre. Which um, is very not nice. It's not <laughs> nice. It's not nice, Scotty Swood. Yeah. These people these people are exonerated. They're not criminals. Yeah. But since they stole the Actually, thing, they were. They made, <laughs> yeah, they're criminals on this one. They were like, they stole the, they stole the EMP and now they're on Interpol's top 10 most wanted list. Except yeah. for Roman because he's number 11. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> um, ha. I read a weird thing about how like, they didn't mention number seven and number seven was meant to be Brian. And I'm like, why Brian? He didn't do anything. He wasn't even there. Then I thought he was exonerated. What about he was Hobbs? He's gone. Like, doesn't make sense. Uh, Hobbs? I bet it was somebody like, <laughs> who was it? I bet it was Owen Shaw. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wink, wink. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> wink. Yeah. They've all been clued in on Cypher though. And Decker Shaw appears as the new recruit yeah. to help. Out and he reveals that Cypher recruited his brother to steal the nightshade device that they were using in Furious Six, which I didn't even That's know was what it was nightshade called. until this film. So who knows? That's what it was uh, I don't think they knew what it was called, but it was basically so an true. EMP device. So it's like, was it the same device? No, it wasn't. But it was it was another. So who gives a shit? Jaconde, he right. also was hired by Cypher to steal God's Eye and Furious Seven. And yeah, Deckard Shaw's there. And the only one that really seems to be bothered by the fact that he's there is Hobbs, but he doesn't even put up that much of a fight. And I'm just like, no. this dude killed Han. 
Yeah. Like, what? at this point, they don't know that Han is alive, but this dude killed Han. This dude killed your familia. Yeah. Um, this dude put Hobbs <laughs> in the hospital. Let's you forget how angry yeah. they got about yeah. Hobbs getting put in a hospital. And now yeah. here they are, besties, <laughs> um, and bullying Roman and Scott Eastwood together. Um, yeah. Like nothing happened. But um, fuck, I love the scene where, okay, so. At this point, they're complaining, complaining, complaining. The mission's being explained to them. They use God's eye to track Dom. Yeah, and which Roman suggested. They used God's eye. Yeah, with Roman suggested Roman, last Which is all Romans does in this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they do do that. They they use God's eye to track Dom, and they do track Dom. And then Mr. Nobody, they like tried to track a signal, but the signal's been like scrambled all over the world. So they were like yeah. narrowing down the actual places and they're not on every continent on the planet, which, you know, Tej and Ramsey kindly let us know through their obscure and, you know, it's so uh, complicated, complicated. They're like reversing the pings to track down. It's that's why they have to do it together. Um, It's so stupid. The exact same thing together, which is like Mr. Nobody's like, Oh, watch them work. Like, watch them work. Great. Yeah, this they're just great. typing like, random letters. This is so watch stupid. Watch them work. Yeah, it's so, so stupid. stupid. It's so Jargon mumbo jumbo. Yeah. And then they find Dom. And then Mr. Nobody is like, huh, that's weird. It's like, what? That's here. And I'm like, <laughs> of course it's here. They found your secret <laughs> ass hideout. Boom. Yeah. Boom. And yeah, Cypher and her team alongside Dom explode mm. in. They hit everyone with con- concussion grenades. And then they yeah. steal God's eye, but not before Cypher kisses Dom in front of Letty. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Didn't even do much. I was like, oh, it's, it's like watching your mom kiss Santa Claus. Yeah. That away. The only thing I do enjoy about the Dom stuff when he appears in elements where he's supposed to be bad, the way they shoot it is really funny. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, it's like you're watching uh, Riddick or something like that. You know, it, it doesn't yeah. feel like this film the way they i guess they slow they slow it down a little bit and then like they they pan really funny it's just like they're trying to give this element of like he's bad by the way the camera's moving and it's just really funny it's <laughs> like, really i don't funny. know <laughs> and there's that one shot of him and and um shaw they they stare at each other and yeah. then shaw stares at cypher and i'm just like Oh my god, this is gonna come back later as a plot point, isn't it? And it does. Yeah. It's so stupid. They're picking their pieces up and Roman, of course, suggests it. They get Brian involved, and it's really funny because Lenny's this is just how like, they no! explain. <laughs> no. We told we told them we told we promised we will never Mia get Brian this. and Mia back into this. Just, no, they're done. They're out of this life. And Dom is shown on a spy plane with Cypher and he questions the whole kissing thing with Cypher and Cypher gives him this whole spiel about family being overrated and his whole living life by a quarter mile bullshit. And it's finally revealed why Dom joined her as Cypher had kidnapped his ex-lover and DSS agent Elena Weathers, Elsa Pataki. And it's revealed that she has a son with Dom who she gave the middle name Marcos and she was leaving Dom the job to christen the child with the first name what i'm so confused with the timeline here like yeah i don't it doesn't make sense it's really funny that the kid doesn't have a first name for the first (laughs) what two years of his life maybe a year and a half of his life yeah he's old enough to speak yeah well yeah he's old enough to respond to alvin and the chipmunks music when forced upon him 
as we find out later. But but he's still um, sort of in baby mode, so he's not quite yeah. like he's not two he's yet, but yet. he's still like yeah. he's saying some words. How confused words. is he gonna fucking be when this lady, his mother, keep calls him by one name? Yeah. And then his dad, for the rest of his life, will call him another name, which we'll also find out. And it's very beautiful yeah. and symbolic. Um, but they also did this very stupid thing that was like, um, when he sees Dom, he just goes, da, 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 yeah, da, like, da, da. It's like he doesn't fucking know him, man. Like, yeah. Don't calling him da, da. Like, that's completely He's a Toretto. You know, he's sense. a Toretto. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he's a, he yeah. knows. I I just had some beef with this fucking shit because it's yeah, like too had much some, time. You had beef with this. Shit. Yeah, I had team. I had beef with this. <laughs> Fuck beef yeah. watch later. This is beef watch now. So it seems like there was too much time that had passed between, you know, the end of Furious Six where Elena was like, "Oh, I know you love her," and and then she becomes Hobbs' partner, and then it's just like in Furious Seven, she's asking for a reference with Hobbs, and it just didn't seem like she was pregos but i mean she probably she had to have been at that point or maybe she, she already had the kid it doesn't make sense but yeah she fell out of a building and i don't know maybe it all adds up because like if you're an unborn toretto you have to be flung off of a building inside your mother's body before you can that's how you get born yeah, yeah. so that's how Toretto's maybe it's okay are, that's how toretto's <laughs> are brought into the world under great strife and incredible action piece circumstances <laughs> But uh, yeah, and then it's just it's just horrible because Elena, who we met in the fifth one, is this really awesome like she, you know she she I mean she's not awesome she's a cop but she you know she stood for something which Dom really took a liking to and she eventually ended up sort of joining the team but then just became this side character that just used to be there. Yeah. Um. It just sucks. But now yeah. she's yeah. She did she's, she's nothing in the last film. <laughs> yeah. She did nothing in the last film other than babysit yeah. Hobbs's daughter. Yeah. And then this film, she didn't do anything either, other than hold a baby and then get shot, which was not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. So we're in New York City now. Dom is sent to steal a nuclear football. From the Russian Minister of Defense, who's being escorted in a limo alongside a cavalcade of police. Prior to the theft, though, Dom feigns car trouble. He gets out of camera view, so Cypher can't use God's eye to see him. And uh, he goes to meet with Magdalene Shaw, played by (laughs) Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, yes. Mother of uh, Deckard and Owen. And yeah. Julia was also like, "Good God, these accents is fucking." These accents, yeah. <laughs> Helen Mirren like, doing doing a Cockney accent so far for her life, like the rent was oh, due. Man. Um, I read something that she was like so up for doing a Fast and Furious movie, like she was good. Like, she was should like, be. Great. I'm so happy. It's <laughs> awesome. I'm so happy. I literally, I was like, <gasps> yes, some legitimacy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is she oh, doing? This is like the this is like the equivalent of Judy Dench doing Cats the movie. Um like Helen Mirren uh-huh. in this film. She is the old Deuteronomy of this film. Um yeah. and she she was like, yeah, so she sees Dom in this random bar in New York and she was like, I'll give you I'll give you until I finish my cup. I can't even do the accent because I can't <laughs> yeah, get through it without it's laughing. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she's English. Of course she's gonna have a cup of um even though English people, their natural response to being in a bar is to to drink actual alcohol. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. 
A lot of this didn't really add up, though, and we'll get to Until like the reveal later. later. But even when it's revealed later, it still doesn't really make sense. But anyway, we get a big dumb scene where Dom he comes back and he's you know he's he's back in view of of God's eye. So it seems like he he was just fixing his car. He tricks Cypher and then he attacks the cavalcade and Cypher attacks. I mean, Cypher hacks all the like electronics of the cars in the area. It's very dumb. Like, it's like they keep pushing the, the abilities of, of self driving like, cars. Yeah. And yeah. just cars like with electronics in them and stuff anyway. That's what Don likes his American muscle because it can't be hacked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they all crash into the cavalcade. I mean, we have swarms on the street, we have them raining from above and parking garages. I mean, it's madness, but it really didn't feel like you know this is that sort of middle of the film big action piece that just didn't yeah. feel very fun and i was no, just kind of really like, whatever but finally the cavalcade is stopped dom appears i mean basically he looks like a mix of like Riddick he's acting with, like he's the with val kilmer like yeah <laughs> from the, like he's like trying to give he, winter soldier but he can't yeah um, yeah definitely he's very like god what an outfit um he's got this yeah. crazy black mask and climbs again, on top of the like car. Crazy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he has, oh up. man, but that fucking, that fucking giant thing, the, the, the saw is fucking awesome. Oh like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, where was Very this funny. the whole movie? Um, this should be Dom's new thing where he yeah. just, is he, this is uses a giant new, band like, saw to slice cars up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, again, it becomes a superhero film because that's what, the market was at yeah. the time and still is unfortunately but um it's uh, <laughs> damn it and i don't even know what they were after they were after an ambassador with a like nuclear football and i'm like i hate the term nuclear football yeah so stupid it's a briefcase with codes come on man. yeah just, just, just say it just say it. it's a briefcase with codes <laughs> nuclear football it's a football because they had to pass it around yeah so was a hot potato like <laughs> stop um so dom escape he escapes and the family mm -hmm. all appear and they chase him down and they, they yeah. basically try to use grappling hooks to catch him they they secede at first and then there's this yeah, big struggle basically and he, yeah and he flips all the cars over and stuff even his own car he has to jump out on foot with the briefcase and shaw catches up to him and is seemingly shot and killed by dom letty catches up and I had kind of forgot how this kind of happens, but she ends up with the briefcase and she's going to run off with it. But then yeah. out of nowhere, Cypher's enforcer, Connor Rhodes, basically mm. that dude from Game of Thrones, dude Christopher Gives You, or I can't remember how you say his Hives name. Gives You? Gives You? He's Norwegian? Um, I don't know. He catches her and he nearly kills her, but Dom mm. stops him and they both leave. And then we're back on the plane and Dom goes to see Elena, but his punishment for his uh, letting Letty live and kind of fucking things up a little bit for him. Cypher is instead holding the baby and Rose executes Elena in front of Dom. And it's cold as fuck. It's kind of like, that was like, there's moments where Cypher's kind of like scary and it's kind of like, I was like, she's you know, evil. She's very evil. evil you know? and, yeah. then, and then you see her behind a computer and I'm like, oh, she's just, oh. <laughs> 
Oh, she's one of those villains. Yeah, because we start to find out more of Cypher's plans, and it's just the fact that she wants to steal a nuclear bomb to set it off to trigger trigger a nuclear war or to show the world powers that they can be held accountable or some shit. It doesn't make sense. It's like this. So are you a cyber terrorist? This is a very terrorism of you. Um, (laughs) Like they alluded to how Anonymous won't even fuck with Cypher like earlier in the film. But this yeah. is later, like, this is literally just, like, what Anonymous would be like if they got a hold of nuclear codes, it feels like. It's just, like, okay, cool. It's just, like, we just want to hold people accountable and just show them that we can have power over them. And it's just, like, but for what? Like, who are you yeah, doing for this what, for? Dude. Like, yeah. I mean, you... These you, are, like, you just stole not doing from, like, a bunch people. of people. Yeah. yeah, you're not doing anything for the greater good of the human race here. Like, But, I mean, that is terror. Um <laughs> Oh, that's so fucking annoying now that I realize her plan was, okay, get these people to steal the EMP, and then that EMP will later on, oh, and then steal the nuclear football from this friggin' Russian diplomat, and then the EMP that we stole from earlier will be used to disable the defenses at the base where we're gonna use the nuclear launch codes to get a fucking submarine, and I'm just like... (laughs) i'm tired but then by this point sorry we're getting ahead of ourselves no i mean Um, that's kind of what happens next (laughs) yeah that that is what happens next lest we forget the incredible set piece by jason statham which is my favorite part of the movie yeah so this is all kind of happening at the same time weaving in and out dom drives into this russian military base uses the mp device shuts down the power allowing him to break in he disables a nuclear submarine by driving underneath it and hitting the EMP device one more time before he gets fucking murdered by all the Russian military agents who are just like shooting at him because um, he has to wait for it to like charge yeah. again. He uh, disables the entire fucking facility, just like trips everything and Cypher gets control of the submarine. Uh, she's flying in her spy plane at this time as well, so it's really funny. She's just got her like it's very cartoony. Her stupid spy Dude, plane. I thought she was in like the submarine flying. for like yeah, half the sequence. I did too, and, I, like, no, and then I realized not. she's, she's in the plane. plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's yeah, she overrides this fucking thing, and she's trying to get this nuclear submarine into open waters, but the family intercepts because they're just always mm-hmm. there, and uh, they try to get. The Seagate to close before the sub like yeah, but, but like before before the Seagate close before getting the Seagate to close, they had to like replace a chip with another chip, and it was all very oh god jargon. Yeah. I, I was zoned like, out by that point. Boring. I forgot about yeah. that. Jeez. I zoned out at the bit that you remembered where they were trying yeah. to close the Seagate. I was like, why are they running? Where are they running yeah. to? <laughs> the whole end of this film, with the exception of what was going on on the plane, like. I just yeah. didn't care about, and no. I was just like, the "What plane the was fuck very, is going on?" Very fun, <laughs> very funny, and very yeah. fun. The plane. So, a rogue Captain America and Falcon appear, flying into yeah. the seaplane. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> Dead ass. It was two yeah. Falcons. Yeah. Oh wait, it's uh, actually Deckard, who isn't dead, and Owen, who isn't a vegetable. Shaw, who uh, oh infiltrate the plane to save yeah. Dom's son. They do a funny flashback, and it's revealed that Shaw's mother helped. Dom concoct Dom, a plan yeah. to get the brothers together and help Dom take down Cypher. Dom is, you know, he put a tracking device on his chain and he hung that up above Elena's pin, basically. Yeah. And that's how Deckard they was able to plan. know where it was. Dom, whatever. And then Deckard was like, 
you know, Elvis said to his brother, he said, you know, you don't have a good history with planes. And I was like, lest <laughs> yeah. we forget. That's a good joke. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's the only funny thing anybody's yeah, ever said few, in this movie. few good jokes in here. But, Statham uh, gets to be the comedic relief, which yeah. is... Yeah, he's very strong. funny in this. Like, And it funny. gets funnier as we go with this scene because... Yeah. Basically, we've learned that Deckard was, when he was shot, he was picked up by old pals, Leo and Santos, mm-hmm. a returning Tego Calderon and uh, Don Omar, who were, I guess, still in a casino somewhere, like in the, yeah, in the last they, two films. Yeah. <laughs> they finally ran out of yeah. money. Uh, and they revived him with adrenaline. It's a very, like, it's like crank high voltage, very fun little, like, kind of nod to that. And... Then we, of course, get the dumbass Raldo dude appeared, and he was the, the guy in the van that was blocking the camera, so Dom can meet yeah. in secret. Fucking dumb, and I told you it was going to fucking come back, and I knew it, and as soon as I saw his face, I was like, that's so dumb! Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> oh, it's it's like how like in Ocean's 11, they keep adding a person for the sequel, yeah. so it's like Ocean's 12 and 13. That's exactly it. Like, yeah. That's what's going on here. Stop killing off people and then you won't have to add dumb people that have zero consequences yeah. you know what i mean like unless you're gonna like kill giselle could have done know? that you know <laughs> yeah giselle could have blocked the card <laughs> giselle and han could have got their you know falcon winter soldier moment and, yeah and, and went into the plane but deckard shaw obviously like i can imagine delivered. han would be like you know the the like i don't know the godfather the uncle or something you know he's like really close to dumb you know yeah Come on. Owen goes to hijack the plane while Shaw goes on this like really goofy mission to get the kid. Once he gets the kid, he radios Dom to let him know. Uh, Meanwhile, Connor Rhodes is planning to snipe the team who are on the run from Russian military, but they're also like trying to do whatever the God, God knows what, get this fucking chip. I don't know. I was kind of like zoning out. It's kind of like Fury Road, but on ice right now. Yeah. But like all Fury Road, but like not good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Dom turns on Connor and beats him to death. Yeah. Which is really funny. Bye bye. I actually was just like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. It's like, yeah, this adds up. Yeah. He uh, joins the family again and it's all all is forgiven. He like helps them by like, I don't know, crashing into some other fucking Russian military people. Meanwhile, Deckard Shaw was on a plane with (laughs) a lovely, lovely baby boy in his little like, cradle and he puts a pair of headphones on and plays christmas christmas by like alvin, alvin and the, chipmunks. And the chipmunks classic and <laughs> shooting his way through the plane. shoots his way through the plane <laughs> with so baby in tow and i'm yeah, like this is the best thing cool. i've ever seen in my whole yeah. entire life every like time i bring up oh my god it's amazing oh my god yeah. the pacifier oh my gosh this scene is what my mom always brings up every time I bring up Fast and Furious because it's like, is it the scene with the baby? It's so fun. It's so Yeah, fun. it's so cartoony, but it's, it's super so fun. Yeah, meanwhile, Cypher, she gets pissed off at Dom basically like turning on Connor and once mm. she, like he lets her know that his son's safe or, or maybe she gets clued in. I don't know. Maybe she sees that Jason Statham's on the plane. I think that is what happened. Uh, yeah, 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 she gets clued in of what's going on. So she's like, oh, fuck. And she uses an infrared missile to try to blow up Dom. He does a really stupid cartoon maneuver where he like circles around and then he drives up the sub and then just, I don't know. It, feels, it felt like his car did a backflip. It was really confusing. And then like the missile blew up the submarine and he had to duck out before he got exploded. Dumb. And then the team form a blockade with their cars 
around him to prevent him from dying. And that was just like, dude, I am done. This is fucking dumb. Dude, the only way to protect a human being is to surround him with cars yeah. when, when when big fire comes to play. Um, uh, it's very funny. It's it's all very funny. Um, and it doesn't make sense. It's so the stupid. Torpedo. Dwayne Johnson gets out of a car and moves a torpedo with his hand. I know yeah. he just pushes it with the force of the car, but yeah. it's crazy. And then, yeah, and then I forgot that's about it. the torpedo I don't thing. Like, yeah, and then the torpedo and then, and then Ty- Tyrese, the sub, right? good yeah. god, yeah, <laughs> and then Tyrese, good god, he takes selfies with the wreckage, and then yeah, the, uh, and then Scotty sort of like, you know, this is classified, right? And he's like, not like, today. Not today. <laughs> and then he's like, the one that's like, are we done? And I'm pretty sure that's like another scene. Somebody else was doing a gag. Yeah. But then Tyrese said, like, you know what? Are we done? I'm getting yeah. cold. And I'm like, like, you were the one holding people up, you dummy. Yeah, didn't he um, say something about how it's like he he doesn't recognize him his uh his penis basically anymore? He was leading yeah. to the fact that like he had a lot of shrinkage going on because it was yeah. so cold there. It's like I'm yeah. not supposed to be here. This is not like <laughs> it's like yeah. what? Why? Stop. Uh so yeah. on the plane though, uh yeah, Deckard Shaw's making his way to to Cypher basically, and he's just about to get to her and he's got the baby in tow and everything, and she just jumps out. Yeah, parachutes fucking, away. Parachutes out the fucking plane. And yeah. uh yeah, Cypher gets away and we end with the team having another goddamn barbecue on a rooftop barbecue in New York. Rooftop in New York. Uh Ramsey still hasn't decided over Ted or Roman, but we because do get a really nice brought up. Friday reference, which I really yeah, yeah, enjoyed. Yeah. Uh Ludacris saying, Hey Miss Parker. Like yeah. very fun. Very fun. As she walks off and Mr. Nobody and Little Nobody visit to report the Cypher still at large in Athens, apparently. And but Hobbs is free and clear. Hobbs is, yeah, he's all good. He's got his job back. Apology. Or he's offered his job back. Um, but he refuses, saying it's time that daddy went home. Good and for uh, him. His, his daughter smiles and all that. And uh, I have a feeling that won't last long. Uh, because Decker Shaw appears, who yeah. is the man who killed Han, by the way. He gives the baby to uh, Dom. And they, they all just How put their you know differences I'd aside. How did you know I'd do it? <laughs> He's like, I can't even I can't even do Tom's voice because How did so he know he would do it? it? Brotherhood. That's what he, that's literally what yeah. he says. He says brotherhood. But it doesn't make sense because like like why? <laughs> Once again, if he was doing it for family. If he was if he was doing it for Owen, it doesn't make sense that Owen was with him. It would make more sense if Cypher had Owen or something, you know, I if there was stakes think- there. In the sense that, like, he's doing it for Owen in the sense that you need to get your brother back out into the world, and which he does. Um, so like, you need to get your brother back in. You know? I don't like, buy that. That's reaching. It's so su- I am reaching. But that's also probably what Chris Morgan was thinking. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the whole thing with Helen Mirren being like, he's your brother. He's your brother. And I'm like, I get it. He's your yeah. brother. That's why we had the seventh movie in it. But, um, but like. Two yeah. movies ago, they were just trying to kill these people, and yeah. the last movie, now he was there avenging. It, it, like I needed something a little bit better, but whatever. Yeah. Dom names his son Brian. Very sweet, and Brian, uh, yeah. kind of was just like, "You remember when I was talking about a? You know, you were talking about baby. Well, hey, here's the baby. Hey, we can raise hey, this baby. Hey, you got a baby. And <laughs> it was literally nothing. Like it was no. It was like 
like I'm, I know he had already had the conversation with with uh, Letty, obviously, because the way she was sort of like she seemed like she was there to support him, and that's fine, and she would, I think, but it was just like, yeah. like the fact I felt like that would have been more important on screen, like of yeah, a moment than uh, for sure than than the moment of like you know Tyrese, uh, you know Roman talking about his dick or or yeah. like them still trying to like when it's clear that like. You know, Ramsey is interested Not in Tej. I mean, uh, yeah, or, or, or Tej more than Roman, it seems. But yeah. I don't know. Um, opposites attract, maybe. But it just, it doesn't, I don't no, know. get her away from him. God, Free give her. her a girlfriend or something. You yeah. know, like, why not? Or just let like, her be, man. Let her like, be. Like, she doesn't need to be with anyone. <laughs> just, <laughs> Leave her yeah, alone. And give her more to do, and then we yeah. can think about giving her yeah. Or just let her go. If you're not going to give her anything to do, let her free. Let her. She's in the next one. She's hack some shit somewhere else. I don't know. Make her the the next one. She got her own character poster, so that's going to be sick. (laughs) I hope that she gets more to do. But yeah, this is it. He says grace, and you know the whole family's there. Family, 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 family. And then a Kehlani song comes on, and then I get blindsided by the G Easy feature on it once again. Um, two times I've been blindsided by this man. I didn't know he was going to be in Hustlers, and I went to a press screening of Hustlers, and I was like, God, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Jump scare. Um, Same with this, but yeah. And then credits roll, the end. Yeah, well, apparently, you know, speaking of other, like, weird white guys that just keep appearing, uh, uh, Lucas Black was meant to be in this film, but couldn't appear due to scheduling scheduling conflicts conflicts, in CIS. So Almonds, he yeah. is apparently going to be in the next one as well. Yeah, but it, that can make sense. Like we're going to explain how we was, bring yeah. Han back. Han back. Um, yeah, we've got Lucas Black, Han. Apparently, Twinkie's going to be back. I'm oh, curious God. about the next one. I'm curious. The, I'm curious. The, the, I wanted to know what it was like on set having Tyrese Bow Wow and Dwayne Johnson in the same. <laughs> oh, Dwayne's not in it. He's Ty, not so in Tyrese, it. so Tyrese, Bow Wow, and Vin Diesel in the same space yeah. because. It's a it's a it's a plethora of bald men with big egos. Yes, yeah, I think. But um, uh, Is Jason Tobin, uh, he was um, okay. Yeah, he Jason was when Tobin. he was doing a he was doing CSI Cyber. I remember that okay. coming out the same time as Lucas Black's NCIS New Orleans. Okay, um, right. <laughs> my mom watches. Lucas. We can't we can't we can't forget. Yeah, yeah Earl's yeah, coming Jason back Tobin. as well. Jason Earl's Tobin, that's cool. Yeah. All right, let's let's we're gonna get to some beef in a second. So let's get through the rest of this. Filming started in March of 2016 in Iceland, which was standing in for the Russia scenes. And apparently, while they were there, they saw the biggest explosion ever in Iceland, which is surprising because they have fucking volcanoes there that blow up and they're really fucking big. Um, but yeah, when they blow up the sub, and while also in Iceland shooting, this is fucking horrible. A big storm came through and it blew through, and like. One of the replicas of an iceberg they had oh, broke off yeah. of the set and it landed in a nearby horse's stable and it, and it like that killed housed horse two horses. Another. Yeah. Yeah. It, it basically, I think one of them ran off and I think might have broken its leg or whatever, but I think it was fine. But the other one, unfortunately, was hit in the leg and it had to be euthanized. So, fucking hell. The rest of the filming took place in Havana. Cuba, some in Cleveland, Ohio, apparently. They shoot in Atlanta a lot, so they're in Atlanta. And, of course, New York City. Music for the film. Brian Tyler's back. Again. 
do the original score and deliver basically the same stuff we've been come to expect from him and his since his first appearance all the way back in Tokyo Drift. I mean, it's kind of like you get that. I don't know. It's it's evolved a bit, but like the la- especially since like Fast Five, you get that sort of like it feels like you're just it's the same sort of beats and yeah. it feels like a fucking superhero yeah. film. Whatever. And it's keeping with I think the times because Fast Five was in what like oh nine. Mm-hmm. Right, and then 2016 obviously had a very different and bizarre—well, not bizarre, but like a very different sound. Um, yeah, definitely. We're happening right now, but yeah. Yeah, and Brian Tyler—I mean, his his scores are always kind of fine. Yeah. Soundtrack, on the other hand, yeah, it's a like for me, a, it dropped off from like last the last episode. I was like, oh yeah, this was like a good fun soundtrack again, and this one, I didn't even I didn't even notice music in the film like it, yeah. it was set for a couple of scenes like and it was just like at the beginning and in Havana that's and it the, and the end yeah and the end and I <laughs> like, was like I'm, I was like the only reason I knew yeah song because I was I grew up being a huge fan of Kaylani and then I was okay, like oh my yeah. god yeah I forgot she was doing this movie and in the theaters I was like oh my god it's her and then I heard Jeezy and I was like good yeah so that was Good Life by Kaylani and Jeezy um I do every time I'm doing the prep for these I'll I will go through and listen to the soundtrack just to get the mm. vibes and stuff while I'm listening and also make notes to myself when I'm editing and stuff so yeah I listened to some of the songs they're, they're alright I mean it's like go off by a little Uzi Vert with Quavo and Travis Scott it's very 2016 very, very like, fine song yeah. again fucking Pitbull coming back in with Hey Ma of course that song was kind of lame another bald man yeah <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, come on. We had Gang Up by Young Thug, 2 Chains, Wiz Khalifa, yep. and PNB Rock. That's actually, yep. that was kind of one of the better songs, it's I think. Really good. I love Young um, Thug. Um, I love his music as a person. But, yeah. We had uh, Horses by PNB Rock, Kodak Black, and A Boogie with a Hoodie. I never heard of that name before, oh, but yeah. it kind of made me laugh. A Boogie is on a couple of Kehlani songs. <laughs> it's a very, to me, it's like, it's, it's the people that were up and coming when I went to when I just graduated high school I know yeah. who all these people are it's just bizarre to me now looking back being like these everybody has really separate careers now just like yeah, yeah. I know my problem is that like when I was when I was a kid the songs like I might have been I, it, I didn't listen to the type of music but I was maybe more in tune with popular music that was going on so the earlier yeah. soundtracks hit a little bit different than the later ones and now I'm yeah. just so out of tune that I just like this stuff doesn't even like yeah. hit and they my all radar. Sound the same. The, yeah, they do. In the last soundtrack, I felt like there was a few songs that were like it felt a bit different. Plus, there was the big song that like yeah, that was freaking you know, Charlie Puth. Yeah. yeah, so it was yeah. like it felt bigger. Song but, of the summer. Yeah, um, yeah, and we also had Candy Paint by Post Malone. I listened to that and I was just like, eh, not doing it for me. Not doing it for me. <laughs> but whatever. The soundtrack, I felt like it was sort of a weaker one for me. But keeping in tradition to have premieres in places where they go to film F8, Fate of the Furious, premiered in uh, Berlin on April yeah. the 4th, 20, 2017. It was released in the U.S. on the 14th of April. And the film was released in 1,074 IMAX screens, making it the widest IMAX opening in history to that point, I think beating its own record from the last film. It grossed $224 million in the United States and Canada and 1.01 billion in other territories for a worldwide opening of 1.2 billion against a 250 million dollar budget 
And its opening weekend, the film made $539.9 million, surpassing Star Wars The Force Awakens as the biggest global opening in cinematic history. This was broken by Avengers Infinity War in 2018, of course, but still, that's insane. That's <laughs> like, insane. That's, that's insane. insane. Biggest, I think the biggest at the time in, I, I think, of... For a black director, like the highest grossing black director yeah. like film ever, which is that was pretty cool. I don't know if that's still stuck, but that was like because it's been a couple of years now. But and there's yeah. like, yeah, tons I'm of big surely films Black Panther out, but, opened like, yeah, like opened crazy numbers. That yeah, weekend. I think Black Panther did more, but yeah. yeah, at the time, and that's cool for F. Gary Gray, but. The film also was met with sort of mixed reviews and people weren't yeah. really that hot for it or him as the director. And I mean, some critics called it the best entry in the series and some critics call it the worst in the Fast Saga. So it's kind of a very split opinion on it. Oof. Professor of International Political Economy, Richard E. Feinberg had commented on the political significance of the film's opening setting in Havana as the you know, in the context of the shifting of U.S. and Cuban relations, calling it yeah. the eighth installment, Hollywood's love letter to Havana. He wrote, in the Cuban sequence's dramatic climax, Dom wins a hard-fought one-mile race, a Cuban mile against a tough local competitor by a nose. The loser is gracious. You won my car and you burned my respect. And he admits to the Fast and Furious hero. Dom's response is equally uh, magnanimous. Keep your car, your respect is good enough for me. And this is as Fast and Furious 8 captures the essence of the relations between the United States and Cuba. It's all about mutual respect. And I'm just like, chill out, dude. It's just a dumbass vroom vroom movie. I don't this know if it was actually saying that much. brain, vroom vroom, skirt skirt. <laughs> that's it. No, that's a nice way to look into it. Because at the time, I mean, it's probably not the same now because Trump came in soon after and ruined relations yeah. with Cuba. But, you know, it was cleaning up and that was kind of cool. But in traditionary... We're here at the point where we must rank the films mm-hmm. along with the rest of the franchise. Do you have your rankings? I do. I do. I'm going to stick with what I said last time. And I think I said, obviously, one's the best. I think I said one, two, five, six, four, three, six, four, seven, three. Eight is dead last for me. Like I think Tokyo Drift is way better. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's. I think that is what you said last time, and I am doing the exact same thing as you, where I'm sticking to the exact same thing. Uh, Fast and the Furious number one, Fast Five, Furious Seven snuck up only because I think literally it was the rock bottom. Um, <laughs> Furious Six, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Tokyo Drift, and then Fate of the Furious it's yeah. on the bottom. And I feel bad the Tokyo Drift is all the way at the bottom now because I said that the last time as well. But when I compare it to this film, it's like, at least it felt like Tokyo Drift was doing something different. And it felt like... And, yeah, like, I think it got its point across in, yeah. in a succinct amount of time and it didn't waste any time to me. And I think that's what's really a shame about this film because... F. Gary Gray is very accomplished in terms of like straight out of Compton didn't drag, set it off didn't drag. Even the freaking Italian job didn't waste a second yeah. um, to to sort of get 
what it needed to get done considering the kind of film it was. But this is just like long, dude. This is yeah. just like too long. Oh, too long. Um, and it was I mean, the last one, that was the problem. The last one as well it was too long. And yeah, they like literally yeah. jumped the shark with the building. And I just felt like it, they haven't recovered since because yeah, <laughs> at the end of that last one, I didn't care about that point. Yeah. And I loved I loved the 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 cars flying out. Of the, I was fine with that. I was because it kind of made sense. And also the fact that James Wan did a Justin Lin sort of thing where he was like, let's do this for real. This one, yeah. I couldn't find any information about like how they did some of the set pieces. I think maybe because when you get to a point like where you're a little too, it's a little too close to like when the film was made and people haven't really gone into all like how things were done and yet it doesn't end up on the internet as easy to find. Uh, so yeah, there wasn't as much info about things, but I just didn't even care about that point. Like I didn't yeah. like, it just felt like that whole in piece obviously was fucking CGI. Like it just felt like a lot of it was CGI and it just wasn't Part as interesting. CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like I appreciate Justin Lin just being like really big and stupid with stuff and, and inspired James Wan to do the same thing in the last one. And it was just like fucking big, uh, big special effects, but like practical. And it was very yeah. fun. So I'm excited that Justin Lin's coming back. I mean, Fate of the Fierce is just the dumbest one yet. I feel like I liked Cypher well enough. I love the chemistry between Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. But yeah. the overall package here was weird. Uh, apart from all the bonker shit brian you know brian was just sorely missed and the vibes were just off and that was like largely yeah. due to beef you could tell because the beef was there and it like beef was just w- was horrible so like fuck it let's get into beef watch arianne yeah beef watch you're the beef okay. watch uh captain captain of beef yeah. watch <laughs> yeah so i am very obsessed with um celebrity gossip and news because it's the dumbest thing in the world um i could write a myriad of dissertations about it but the one thing that i have been tracking since i was a teenager is beefs between the fast and furious cast um which is hard to believe <laughs> because they are familia nobody saw it coming um although you could argue that everybody did so when dwayne johnson was sort of nearing the end of the uh, fate of the furious production he posted on instagram i'm gonna read out this caption because i think this will set up the everything else he (laughs) the words chicken shit and candy ass come up a lot yes he was praising (laughs) his his he wrote there's no other franchise that gets my blood boiling more than this one referring to the fast and furious um, incredibly, incredible hardworking crew. Universal has been great partners as well. My female co-stars are always amazing and I love them. My male co-stars, however, are a different story. Some conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. Notice how he doesn't name any names. The ones <laughs> that don't are too chicken shit to do anything about it anyway. Candy asses. That'll come back. Uh, when you watch this movie next April and it seems like I'm not acting in some of the scenes and my blood is legit boiling, you're right. The bottom line is it'll play great for the movie and it fits Hobbs' character and that's embedded in my DNA extremely well. The producer in me is happy about this part. The final week on Fast 8 and I will finish strong. 
basically i can't wait for it to be over <laughs> yeah i can't wait for it to be over so he didn't name any names right and then obviously yeah. the internet speculated oh my gosh it's about vin diesel oh my god it's about vin diesel he didn't name any names but that's where everybody looked and tmz uh, have claimed that you know johnson was was upset at vin because it was uh, at vin diesel because allegedly vin diesel's work ethic was not yeah up to par with the johnson's and he always showed up late um and obviously Hanging on his trailer you're you know grain of salt um but apparently they had like a secret meeting um despite that the cast and crew sort of like taken sides over the whole thing which is ridiculous to believe as well and then enter tyrese um as yeah. in true tyrese fashion he responded to the rock's comments on instagram but then he like deleted the post it's it's very human. yeah he basically um, said he wasn't one of the candy asses. Yeah, I was like, I'm not a candy ass. Yeah, he was like... Yeah. Um, and he also said that Dwayne was a pro, so it was kind of funny at that point he was still on He was like, he side. couldn't be mad at me because he just sang happy birthday to my daughter. And I was yeah. like, oh my goodness. But also, he is an interesting one because there was... The beef actually almost kind of started with them two. As I mentioned in the last episode, yeah. at yeah. the end of Furious 6, which we didn't really talk about... Um, we mentioned it though in, in Furious Seven that like that there was that line where he says something about baby oil, which we were laughing about because we were talking about the baby oil anyway. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he said like something about your greasy like like greasy forehead or something like that. And Ludacris like almost spits, you know, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, like beer or whatever he's drinking out of his mouth. That was all legit, and that was like when the beef kind of started between them two. I think so. There's like a little bit of animosity there, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Vin Diesel, um, he posted like a bunch since Dwayne Johnson's rant. But like he, in this one video, he said, "So much has gone on in this year. Um, I can't believe we wrapped two back-to-back pictures, but the, the I both starred and produced." Um, and okay, it's Tommy Wizzo. Um, now I get to return to my family, my life, and to me. So he didn't really address, like, obviously he didn't like name names or anything. The same thing with um, Dwayne Johnson. He was kind of like, "Oh, this is done. I'm exhausted, and now I can finally focus on myself." Good for you, then. And yeah. then um, Scott Eastwood spoke to Esquire, and he was like. Uh, you know Clint Eastwood his father in case we forgot uh, I was like yeah his dad told me like my dad told me early on like as an actor like when Clint Eastwood was still acting I he never went back to his trailer he always hung out on set and learned and that's what stuck with Scott Eastwood and he, he did that and he was really um, he noticed it was quite bizarre that all the other actors went back to their trailers after they had finished a scene um, while Scott would like oh yeah like I want to see how this shot is set up so I think like that sort of confirmed the whole environment. Well, not confirmed, yeah. but like insinuated that the environment there was less than friendly. And um, also that Vin Diesel was the one who is the main culprit of of yeah, yeah, loving like, trailers. He, he like yeah, like he loved his trailer, and it's in mm-hmm. that I think he totally is the Robert Downey Jr. of this franchise in the sense that he <laughs> has probably his own trailer village, which we know Robert Downey Jr. had on Avengers, and they yeah. both shot in Atlanta, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if like the same things were carried over. And then uh, Dwayne Johnson sort of like addressed it again, but sort of like doubled down again, sort of diffused the situation. Um, he posted a video. Um, the final week of shooting Fast and Furious this is the caption 
Um, no greatness has ever achieved alone. It's always a team effort. We promise an epic prison breakout for you guys. It was a video of them finishing that scene. Um, yeah. Huge thank yous to the stunt team and everyone. Hashtag my stunt brothers. Hashtag loco for life. Um, you guys reading this know how much I believe in the idea of team effort and he capitalized team effort and this means respecting every person their time their value and when they step on a set or partner with our production company um, yeah um, and like with any team that's a family hashtag familia there's gonna be conflict like any family there's gonna be conflict you know and family's gonna have its differences of opinion fundamental core beliefs and to me conflict can be a good thing when it's felt by a great resolution well done Dwayne Johnson and then he was like I I was raised on a healthy conflict and welcome it and like any family we get better from it at the end of the day me and my Fast 8 co-stars all agree that the most important thing is delivering an incredible movie to the world hashtag Fast 8 hashtag Iceman Cometh hashtag Family Growth um so yeah he's addressed it all (laughs) so much shade it's it's very grace it's very graceful um yeah after that apparently tyrese and ludicrous appeared to have taken vin diesel's side according to their social media posts so ludicrous posted a throwback thursday photo of i'm trying to find out which movie this is but i think it's the fifth one yeah Um, it's like four or five yeah, it's like four or five because they got Leo Santos, they've got Han, they've got Brian, um, Tej, and Roman. And yeah, because most of those middle. guys didn't appear in four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I think it it's five. five. I think it's five. Um, and then Tyrese posted a post. It's a picture. <laughs> I posted a picture of him on Instagram with Vin Diesel at the Grammys. Um, and I, oh my god, I, I love reading Tyrese's. Um, it's so, but this one's so bad. It's caption. all like my brother, this and all. Yeah, it's like spreading so love always <laughs> without saying I've had too many moments to count, too many heart to hearts. We've celebrated in too many countries, too many exchanges, too many play dates with our angels. Um, our brotherhood, every moment has inspired me to be a better man and father. So much strength to pull from. There's so many like <laughs> double, triple ellipses, and there's so many dot, dot, dots. Um, I'm so fucking proud to call you my family and my brother. Even now I'm learning so much about sitting still and being centered in the midst of all this unexpected energy. Um, (laughs) I've always said that if only people knew how hard you work to protect this franchise and characters, minds would be blown. Fans around the world who continue to show up for us are all just amazing. Thank you, Tyrese. Um, and if no one else will jump out there and stand up, I will. You're my brother for life. Let's keep it positive and keep rocking this thing. My proudest post. This is proudest post. Hashtag fast family. Hashtag fast eight. Hashtag Paul. We still miss you every day. Um, Do you think he's like doing this to like just to keep a job? Um, I don't know. I, just, I think I think what's interesting about Tyrese is, which I think I'll, I'll get to later, that Dwayne Johnson sort of brings up that Tyrese was going through something at the time of this whole beef between him and, and between Finn and, and, and uh, Dwayne Johnson. Um, so I think Tyrese's response was to, to, to sort of get through, not to assume anything, obviously, but like just to communicate online because that was an outlet available to him, as I think many people do now. Yeah. Um, but it was also kind of just like, I mean, if Roman wants a spinoff, Roman wants to do more stuff, Roman's got to, you know, step up. But I also feel like he was sidelined by the studio more than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then The Rock 
wrapped on on Fast 8. Um, she, he apparently thanked everyone in the post except for uh, Vin Diesel. He names people. Um, he's like, thank you, F. Gary Gray. Thank you, Scott Eastwood. You handsome son bitch. Um, Nathalie Emmanuel. Have to be ready for her. Tyrese. He name checks Tyrese. You have the biggest smile and forehead I've ever seen. Crying emoji. <laughs> That's what he posted. Kind of shaded um, as well. Shade as well. He name checks his Jumanji co-stars because he was gonna shoot Jumanji straight after. And the hashtags I'm gonna read out. Um, hashtag wheels up. Hashtag That's a wrap. Um, hashtag from Fast and Furious straight into Jumanji. <laughs> hashtag big brown bald tattooed man. I'm not gonna read the rest. Oh my god, he like hashtags everybody. I love um, that. Like, cause yeah. those are hashtags that no one ever will use again. Yeah, we yeah, should yeah. start using those hashtags. <laughs> no, never. You will never catch me doing that. From um, Fast and Furious into Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, and then he didn't mention Michelle. Uh, Rodriguez, Ludacris, yeah. or Jason Statham. Mm. Um, Statham, who will he'll work closely eventually. Um, and then um, Vin Diesel finally mentions Dwayne Johnson and w- had nothing good to say. Like you know, I've had everything good to say about him. You know, he said he sang nothing but praises. Yeah, um, this is where uh, he yeah. went on Facebook and announced like basically yeah, the mind. whole story about how The yeah. Rock joined Fast Five, which yeah. was because of that girl. Yeah. Said, oh, Jane I want. Kelly. Yeah, I want. I want the rock in the series. Yeah, and then the yeah, like Hobbs was originally written for Tommy Lee Jones, and mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson was good at was you know he brought his thing to it. Um, and then yeah, so Fast and Fe- uh, Fate of the Furious came out. You noticed that um, Dwayne Johnson, Vin Diesel barely share any screen time. Um, Hobbs and Dom share a phone call. They crash into each other. We don't see them on screen. They go, they like, they have that dinner at the end. That's it. Yeah. And then um, The Rock announces Hobbs and Shaw spinoff, yeah. but Hobbs and Shaw is going to be produced under his production company as opposed to this entire time. Vin Diesel has had his, you know, producer footprint on all the films from, I think, yeah, from the third one, I think. Um, uh, definitely the fourth, the fourth I think definitely the fourth, the fourth one yeah yeah um, and then uh, it may or may not be responsible for uh, Fast 9 being delayed it probably was and yeah. um, <laughs> and then he signed okay he signed off with the hashtags hashtag new opportunities and hashtag candy asses need not apply yeah um, talking about like, how he wants to create new opportunities for fast yeah. and furious castmates and new actors to do something really cool but candy <laughs> asses need not apply um and then uh, uh then dwayne johnson confirms that he and vin diesel did not shoot together on yeah fast uh, all. and then he also said that he wasn't sure if you do fast nine there's yeah. another thing that came up here, though, because then Michelle Rodriguez went yeah. after what well, seemed like Vin Diesel saying that yeah. the fem- female co-stars de- deserved better and threatened yeah, to leave if they didn't do anything to serve women better. And yeah. then Vin Diesel posted this weird video with him of and Michelle Michel. Rodriguez yeah. where he's where she said that he's a strong supporter of women and that, of course, when she posts something, she's not talking about him. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> all right. That that was a very weird video. It Very kind of weird. felt like better yeah. say this. Better say yeah. this. I'm gonna make you say this. I don't know. But like she, she has a really good point. Yeah, yeah. The women in this franchise, obviously, not 
treated very well. And I don't like that Letty's been sidelined, but Ramsey was introduced as a second Tej and <laughs> largely sidelined. And yeah. Mia, I know Mia's going to come back and they're not going to fuck up Mia Toretto because she's a Toretto. Um, but yeah, Elsa Pataki got killed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's there's not that many ladies in this. Yeah, well, yeah. there's a lot more beef to come. Yeah, Tyrese. We'll save that. Yeah, he does kind of go off a bit, like when Hobbs and Shaw's announced, and that he basically accused Dwayne and Seven Bucks for breaking up the Fast Family. That he and Ludacris were offered a spinoff themselves, but they refused because they're all about the family. <laughs> and then he got angry when. Furious's like Fast Nine's like uh, release date was pushed aside for Hobbs and Shaw, which apparently it was, and that's just I guess where we're gonna have to pick up because there's more to come. Yeah. With Beef Watch, with ooh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Shaw. I still hate this movie area. Yeah. Just reliving it. Only just not a, made it worse. Not a fan. No. Yeah. Fucking stupid movie. Bottom it's of the, the barrel. Stupid movie. Yeah. Uh, Helen Mirren, great. Um. <laughs> yeah, she's fun. I can't believe something like made it on the bottom, like definitively for me under Tokyo. Oh, for Drift. sure. This makes Tokyo Drift look great. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's the thing, like, I feel like. By the time we do, and I know I said this like really early yeah. on, I think on the Tokyo Drift episode, by the time we do our sort of recap towards the end of this whole franchise, I want to like rewatch Tokyo Drift just to see if I want to give it another chance because I keep talking about it as we go along yeah, for and sure. it's like, it's God tier compared to this one. Oh, completely. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how bad this one is. Um, so yeah, if you hate yeah. on the Fast and Furious franchise, you're justified. You're just week. just this one though. Just this one. Don't, don't yeah. dare speak on Too Fast, Too Furious. Leave leave my baby alone. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah. Like if you're a fan of all the like uh, live streaming world star, uh, like that race in Tokyo Drift where they're they're uh, filming it using flip phones on on every curve of that mountain they're going down. Um, you're gonna hate Fate of the Furious just because it's it is a film that utilizes hyper surveillance in the stupidest way humanly possible. Yeah. And Jesus yeah, Christ. It's it's very silly. And um, gosh. Oh, it just feels flat and you know, I'm annoyed mm-hmm. now. Cause I was pretty indifferent <laughs> earlier on in the episode, I think. I, I don't think I was as pissed about it as you were, but but now I get it. It's hate of the furious. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Just don't like it at all. Don't like it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can follow us at Breadcrumbs Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can learn more about the Breadcrumbs Collective at breadcrumbscollective.com. Feel free to reach out and let us know what you think about the show. And if you like what you hear, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out and we would love to grow the show. So please do it. Please do it. Please do it. Leave us a review yeah. if you're inclined we're almost, to. We're almost at the end. Yeah. We got, we we got some good stuff. We do. Maybe by next week or the week after, we'll start uh, We'll start announcing. You know, you'll hear yeah. what season two is going to be. And so you want to make sure you're subscribed. You want to make sure you're leaving your ratings or reviews. Let us get this shit out there. It's going to be really good next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, in uh, not next month. What am I talking about? Uh, in season two. It's going to be real good in season two. Yeah. It's be real fun. Real we got fun. a fun thing coming up. Yeah. We do. Ladies and gentlemen, 
we've got some fresh stuff coming your way oh, from yeah. next week. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get to F nine, of course, of course. Of course yeah. That's logically where we should go next. My pride but, and joy. Hey, we actually have mm-hmm. a, uh, a side mission, legitimate sorts. side mission. Yeah, a legit week. side mission. The the not yeah. bastard child of this franchise. See, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the newborn the one that toddler. Is technically uh, canon. Technically canon. <laughs> yeah, and God. Yeah. Oh goodness, if it. Yeah, since this is technically canon, the timeline issues that we've been having throughout the entire franchise, that's tiny. That's small. This, something else altogether. <laughs> we're, we're, we're encroaching on new territory. Beef Watch has taken us here, Darianne. So, like, we've, we've gotten beefed out. We've got a brand new uh, edition of Beef Watch to really, like, take us into the next week as well. So be on the lookout for that because... Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff that we left out spilled. at the end of the episode this yeah. week because Jesus Christ, there's just so much beef. So much uh, beef. And it extends into to the next film, which yeah. of course is Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and Furious presents. Fast and Furious presents. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Kazarian <laughs> absolutely loves this film. Yeah, I'm obsessed and, with it. Uh, yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll figure it out we'll together it out next together. week. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. We'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. See you there. Bye. Bye. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchise, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.